against Bitcoin. It's going up forever, Warren. Good morning, everybody. We are back for another episode. As you can tell, I am hosting the show today. Nico got sick, but the show must go on. And as you guys can tell from the title, we're seeing a change of tune from Gary Gensler. Gary Gensler was interviewed last night, and he is starting to be less squeamish in regards to what's actually happening with the spot Bitcoin ETF. Instead of being extremely vague and not alluding to anything and just saying, oh, yeah, we'll figure it out. I don't know what's going on. He's been saying what we've all been thinking. The SEC has changed their point of view of Bitcoin and they're taking a new look at a spot Bitcoin ETF. And they referenced the DC courts on their GBTC ruling. And, you know, it really makes you think uh, what's going on behind the scenes at the SEC. We know Gensler is a Bitcoiner. He taught a class at MIT on Bitcoin and blockchain. And we've seen that he, you know, for better or worse, does seem to actively believe in protecting investors, at least quote unquote. And if he is a Bitcoin maxi, then it really makes you wonder what is going on. But I think as we've been saying for a while, uh, he is not a fan of the altcoins out there, quote unquote. Remember, we're still in the first two minutes of YouTube. So, you know, it really just goes to show that the public sentiment is changing around Bitcoin. On the one hand, we have politicians fighting Bitcoin. On the other hand, Bitcoin's incentives are so pure that people are starting to, you know, for better or worse, get greedy on the sidelines. Or maybe people are starting to see the light that Bitcoin truly is the money of the future. We will never know. But one thing is for sure, Bitcoin is knocking on their door and it's truly a train that cannot be stopped. Plus, on the same day, we got a Financial Times article talking about Bitcoin changing ESG narratives. And again, I'm going to kind of go into this because I, I don't really believe in these narratives and, and being ESG friendly and all this stuff. But again, it just goes to show that the theme of today's show is that the narrative is changing around Bitcoin. And where is it coming from? Is it someone from up high telling people, nodding on their shoulders and saying, hey, you need to embrace Bitcoin? Is this the BlackRock PR hitting the mainstream right now? Are people starting to see that Bitcoin's incentives are pure? Or is it, uh, you know, just one of those things that they have to abide by Bitcoin because it is going to take over the world? Well, we will see how this plays out, because on the one hand, this week we had Elizabeth Warren attacking Bitcoin. On the other hand, we are seeing that the institutions are slowly but surely embracing Bitcoin. The spot Bitcoin ETF is about to hit the main stage, most likely Q1 of 2024, making 2024 to be an epic year in regards to Bitcoin price appreciation. And here you are, frontline story. Again, the TLDR is Bitcoin's game theory is just playing out in real time, heading into 2024, and you just love to see it. So welcome to Simply Bitcoin. We are your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution. We cover breaking news, culture, and nomadic warfare. We bring on Bitcoiners from all around the world, from the biggest names to the everyday, a non-Bitcoiner, and we will be your guide through the separation of money and state. And as I said... You know, Nico's sick, but we have his other half here who surprisingly didn't get sick, but apparently everyone else did get sick. So how are you doing, Self? Good to have you. 
pretty excited for this Friday. It's going to be a good show. Actually, guys, we have a meme review, so you better be excited for this Friday. Anyway, so how are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. Um, didn't really sleep very much last night. I was taking care of Nico. He's resting right now. Um, and yeah, by some miracle, I'm not sick. My whole family got sick. All of my friends got sick. So if you guys are out there, take care of yourselves. Take some vitamin C, emergency, airborne, whatever you got to take. And uh, and yeah, stay out of the cold. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I've been struggling all week. I'm sure you guys can still hear it in my voice. Monday and Tuesday was extremely rough. Wednesday was a little more rough, but I think I broke it yesterday. So anyways, anyways, enough complaining about the Vegas virus. We have a guest today. <laughs> Shouts out to Will. Uh, we're do we're doing a, a, a BK takeover. You know, Will is, I, I'd say, a, a friend at this point, but also a huge fan of the show. And he trolled me before. He's like, finally, my dream came true and I'm on Simply Bitcoin. So how you doing, Will? What are we talking about today in the culture? I know what's going on, but let's let you plug it already. Yeah, uh, thanks, Afti. So so happy to be here. We're plugging brand new book, 21 Futures, Tales from the Time Chain. This is the first ever Bitcoin fiction anthology. So um, had a consensus network, a shadow Bitcoin publisher, put out the call for authors to submit short stories about Bitcoin fiction. These are the 21 best short stories that won. And um, yeah, just happy to promote it. Let's go. Excited, excited. And guys, uh, I would say it was a live giveaway, but we had to figure it out before the show. Will is going to do a giveaway today, so hopefully they're here watching. Anyways, we'll get into all that today. Let's get into the show so we can get you guys into the weekend. Here we go. The Bitcoin Numbers. Is your Bitcoin in cold storage really secure? Is your seed phrase really secure? Stampseed's do-it-yourself kit has everything you need to hammer your seed words into commercial-grade titanium plates instead of just writing them on paper. Don't store your generational wealth on paper. Paper is prone to water damage, fire damage. You want to put your generational wealth on one of the strongest metals on planet Earth, titanium. Your words are actually stamped into this metal plate with this hammer and these letter stamps. And once your words are in, they aren't going anywhere. No risk of the plate breaking apart and pieces falling everywhere. Titanium stamped seeds will survive nearly triple the heat produced by a house fire. They're also crush proof, waterproof, non-corrosive and time proof. All things that paper is not allowing you to hodl your Bitcoin with peace of mind for the long haul. Stamp your seed on Stamp Seed. Of course, guys, scan the QR code. Make sure you do not have your seed phrase on a piece of paper in your sock drawer like I know 95% of you guys are. Anyways, let's get into the numbers. We're over here on Clark Moody's dashboard. Of course, the only number that really matters in regards to Bitcoin, in my opinion, is the block height. TikTok next block. It's almost like Bitcoin works exactly as designed. And we're currently at a block height of 821,331 and the Bitcoin price it, it's starting to inch up again you know we're at $42,005 the sats per dollar aka how much your Bitcoin is worth in dirty fiat dollars is 2,391 sats per dollar the total percentage of Bitcoin that will ever be issued is 93.19 percent the market cap in fiat terms of the whole Bitcoin market 
is $822 billion. The realized monetary inflation taking fiat currencies to school is at 1.75%. The Bitcoin versus gold market cap is at 6.04%. Only 6% in the hard money game, guys. And you guys are bearish out there. Couldn't be me, can't relate. Anyways, the total lightning capacity, public lightning capacity is 5,024.06 BTC. The hash rate the last 90 days is at 455.4 exahashes. And oof. Look at those pending fees today. Ouch. Okay. It's at 23.91 BTC. Apparently, the Ordinals guys are having some fun on the network. Uh, some would say spamming. I would say spamming as well. But man, uh, it's getting expensive to transact on the network this weekend. Sheesh. Anyways, the blocks to having is 18,669 blocks till having. And the having estimate date is at least according to today's estimation going to be on the meme number of april 20th 2024 all right guys so that was telling you uh we see a new change of tune a new talking point coming out of gary gensler and we've been covering gary all year long in regards to what's going on you know at first we kind of speculated that the spot bitcoin etf wasn't approved because of political reasons Later in the year, it turns out that, yeah, I think we were right. There was some political reasons behind it. You know, we had a very great conversation with Tone Vase on our IRL series, and he was basically saying that, hey, love him or hate him, Gary Gensler is a maximalist, and what he doesn't want to happen on his watch is him approve a spot Bitcoin ETF and then not be able to not approve all of the shitcoin ETFs to follow because we know they will follow. So he's been doing his damnedest to push this out for as long as possible that he has a little more runway, so or rather a little less rope to hang himself because he knows there's Bitcoin and then there's shitcoin. Bitcoin is not a security, yet everything after Bitcoin is a security. Gary Gensler knows this. And if you watch his interviews throughout the year, You'd be very hard-pressed to wonder what's going on with Gary because he was very tight-lipped. He was very squeamish. You could tell that he wanted to say something. You can tell he knows what he's talking about. And yet he'd go up in, you know, in front of Congress and, and he'd go in these roundabout conversations and he'd ask them questions and he had very little to even talk about in his answers. He'd go on television saying the same thing, saying, oh, we don't know. I don't have that much power. I can't really do much. And yet uh, we know that he knows that there's Bitcoin and there's everything else. Well, apparently now, uh, again, a lot of us have been saying maybe it's because BlackRock finally filed a spot Bitcoin ETF that they're getting the, the nod from high that, yeah, it's OK to start embrace Bitcoin. Or is it just time now for uh, Bitcoin to finally be financialized and be mature and, and hit the main stage? Well, again, I don't think we will know. But all we do know is that a spot Bitcoin ETF is most likely coming January 2024, Q1 of 2024. We're everyone's speculating and more than just Bitcoiners. We're speculating that it's most likely going to get approved. So maybe Gary won't be able to push this out until he's no longer in office. Maybe he, uh, you know, has some things lined up for himself that he's OK with finally approving a spot Bitcoin ETF. Because when does gonna, he get out of office? I think it's after 2024. I think it's 2025. Mm. So I don't think he's going to be able to push this out for another year 
Uh, he's been doing his best to kind of make sure that this doesn't get approved on his watch. He is, again, he is a Bitcoin maxless. I think we can all confirm at this point that he knows what Bitcoin is. He taught a whole class on it at MIT, guys. Like, he's not as stupid as you guys would like to paint him. He understands what's going on, but he also understands from the political legal side what is going on. And if he approved a spot Bitcoin ETF, He's going to get a floodgate of shitcoin ETFs as well. And based on the rulings, it's going to be very hard for him to say no to those. So he's doing his best to avoid this, though we did get a ruling today from the SEC on Coinbase that I will cover and I think is going to further add to the idea that he is a Bitcoin maximalist yet. Okay, let's listen to this video. And there's a lot going on here in this 40 seconds. On another topic, approval process going for a spot Bitcoin ETF. I know you're facing a window in early January. What does that look like? Well, Sarah, we have, I think it's between eight and a dozen filings. I, I'm a chair of a commission. I'm not to prejudge anything. So that's going through the process right now. Uh, and as you might know, uh, we had in the past uh, uh, denied a number of these applications, but the courts uh, here in the District of Columbia uh, weighed in on that. And so we're taking a new look at this uh, based upon those court rulings. Market's excited about it. You're referring to the on another topic. <laughs> All right, guys, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before I go into this, uh, do you see this smirk right here? Oh, wait, what's going on? Oh, man. All right. My, my Internet's acting up. But did you guys see his smirk at the very end of that little clip? They said markets are excited about this. And, and Gary just had a nice little smirk like he knows that we know that we know what's going on. And anyways. All right. What do you say? He said we're taking a new look at the Bitcoin spot ETF. Well, before he got paid, he got paid by somebody <laughs> that, that translation. He got paid this. This reeks of corruption. This is just typical Washington, D.C. Everybody gets paid to show what they want. And obviously somebody is tapping him on the shoulder because maybe and who knows, maybe it, it has nothing to do with Bitcoin. Maybe it has to do with some shit coiner who is lobbying for the, the Bitcoin ETF to be approved so that their shitcoin goes up. You know, we have no idea what's going on. And that's the shadiness of Washington, D.C. Well, yes, I've been saying all year, uh, I think Gary has been playing some cover for the big banks. Rather, you know, we know that in the position that he's in, uh, there is some big lobbying groups and he can't just wholesale do what he wants to do. Anyways, what we saw in that little clip was first and foremost that uh, they have finally announced that they are changing their tune. They're taking a new look into Bitcoin. And it's something we've been saying all year. Like, it's very crazy that they approve uh, futures Bitcoin ETFs, but approving a spot Bitcoin ETF is too dangerous. And, you know, they need to protect the investor and all that stuff. Well, now, after this grayscale or GBTC grayscale ruling that we saw mid of this year, we saw the BlackRock ETF be announced. We are starting to see a change of tune. So let's look into this grayscale ETF for a second. And then I want to cover the Coinbase news that just came out this morning from the SEC. And we're going to connect the two and show that I think what Tone Vase has been saying about Gary is right. 
I'm pretty sure he is a Bitcoin maxi. He understands Bitcoin, yet he is terrified of approving a spot Bitcoin ETF because it's going to open the floodgates for shitcoins. And none of us want that here because we all know shitcoins are securities and it's just going to make his job that much harder. So I'm sure he's trying to do less paperwork. Anyways, we're over here on Reuters. This is August 29th. Explainer, understanding Grayscale's victory in spot Bitcoin ETF. I'm just going to lay this out a little bit because I've kind of already covered it. But what went down with Grayscale? SEC last year denied Grayscale's application to convert its spot Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, GBTC, into an ETF listed on the New York Stock Exchange. While the agency has rejected spot Bitcoin ETFs, it has approved Bitcoin futures, which track agreements to buy or sell Bitcoin at a pre-agreed price. Grayscale and ARCA proposed using the same market manipulation safeguards that were approved for those futures ETFs. ETFs, but the but the SEC said that did not meet its bar. Grayscale's argument is that the Bitcoin futures ETF surveillance arrangement should also be satisfactory for Grayscale spot ETFs since both products rely on Bitcoin's underlying price. Grayscale's lead counsel, Donald Varelli Jr., told the court in March that a spot Bitcoin ETF would better protect investors because it would give them the benefit of CME oversight of the market. And what did the court say? The court's panel of judges said Grayscale showed that its proposed Bitcoin ETF is materially similar to the approved Bitcoin futures ETF. ETFs. That's because the underlying asset, Bitcoin and Bitcoin futures, are closely correlated. And because the surveillance sharing agreements with the CME are identical and should have the same likelihood of detecting fraudulent or manipulative conduct in the market for Bitcoin. With that in mind, the court ruled that the SEC was arbitrary and capricious to reject the filing because it never explained why Grayscale owning Bitcoins rather than Bitcoin futures affects the CME's ability to detect fraud. So, again, we've been covering this all year that uh, it seems very interesting. Seems very interesting that the spot Bitcoin ETF should be delayed when they approve futures ETFs. And we know, at least if you know anything about ETFs, you know that uh, futures are used a lot more for manipulation than spot prices because you can't manipulate what the spot is. So what is going on? It seems like Gary really just doesn't want to approve all these shitcoin ETFs to happen at the same time. And we've seen this trend throughout the year. And we just saw this drop this morning, which I think helps us in our connection of the dots here. Gary Gensler this morning, December 15th, dropped this statement. He goes, statement on the denial of rulemaking petition submitted on behalf of Coinbase Global Inc. So today, the commission denied a petition for rulemaking filed on behalf of Coinbase Global Inc. I was pleased to support the commission's decision for three reasons. First, existing laws and regulations apply to the crypto securities markets. Second, the SEC addresses the crypto securities markets through rulemaking as well. And third, it is important to maintain commission discretion in setting its own rulemaking priorities. And then it goes on to basically explain that all shit coins basically fall under the Howey test and we don't need new rules for this. Uh, it's pretty clear cut, guys. The laws are the laws. And I know all the crypto VCs out there want to make new rules for for shit coins because like it's my new paradigm and like we're doing really cool interesting things bro like trust me bro this is revolutionary and Gary Gensler's like nah bro like these are securities like it is pretty clear cut you're gonna have to follow the laws so now that we're seeing BlackRock embrace a spot Bitcoin ETF now that we have a ruling in DC basically saying that materially a futures and spot ETF are no different, there isn't no concern for market manipulation. 
you're protecting the investors either way. We're seeing that the floodgates are starting to open up. We're seeing the green lights open up. We're seeing, and also we're seeing that the SEC's time to approve an ETF is is finally running out. They're they're on their last few days. They pretty much are going to have to make a decision within two to three weeks from here. So it's very interesting that we're seeing Gary Gensler roll this out and finally come on television and say what we've all been saying for a while. Uh, why are you treating and ignoring Bitcoin when you have futures ETFs? Now he's finally, at least he's still a little less vague and less squeamish in regards to the conversation. But it just goes to show, guys, that something is happening. The market is changing. The consciousness around Bitcoin is changing. And it looks like the tide is shifting. And we're going to see some crazy, crazy price action moving forward in Bitcoin. Because now there is no reason for people not to hold Bitcoin. Anyways, uh, so since you already got a, a very toxic selfie taken, I'm going to let Will jump in here. And then and then you can uh, put a pin on the end of it. What's up, Will? What's your thoughts on this? Uh, hey, I mean, it's all the steps on the way to hyper-Bitcoinization. That's for sure. Um, the thing that's most telling for me is... Uh, it's ultimately us, it's the people, it's the plebs, it's the movement, it's uh, the global adoption of Bitcoin that's pushing all of this forward. Um, listening to Larry think of BlackRock, you know, even him changing his mind on filing an ETF in the first place. Finally, his investors were uh, demanding it, screaming it, hey, you need to offer me uh, products so that I can invest in Bitcoin. So that that really has been the difference. So it's the same with Jerome Powell of the SEC. Uh, getting all this pressure. There's just more and more demand from the market um, to have an avenue to invest. And uh, also, Nick, or sorry, also Opti, you're absolutely right. Uh, it is prudent of him to take those steps. Um, maybe this is the slippery slope. You have the uh, futures ETF for Bitcoin, and that's what leads to a Bitcoin spot ETF. Um, there is also an Ethereum futures ETF, but I would not necessarily want that to lead to an Ethereum spot ETF. So you're right that there are ramifications for things, but it's, it's ultimately our uh, loud roar going that uh, um, pushes Bitcoin forward. Yeah, couldn't agree more. All right, Sophie, what's your, uh, what's your toxic take for the moment? My toxic take is at the end of the day, Honey Badger don't care. Um, I think for me personally, all of this news is noise. Like, sure, it's great if a futures and a spot ETF gets approved. But at the end of the day, if you like, we just need to focus on buying Bitcoin and keeping it into self custody, whether, you know, somebody approves it or not, or like the, Bitcoin was created because it doesn't care about all of these government approvals and all of these institutional obstacles. So to me, it's like the news is changing every single day and people are so easily manipulated into approving or not approving things that at the end of the day as plebs as bitcoin maxis we just need to focus on the goal of sacking sats and putting it into self-custody and you know just like not caring about what these people are saying that's that's my opinion couldn't agree more sophie uh it wasn't that toxic actually so <laughs> I Anyways. mean, it's, you know what? It's more cynical. Sometimes I get a little bit cynical because I just I don't trust the government. Uh, like big surprise there as a Bitcoiner. But um, at the end of the day, it's like it's I, I've started to not become angry towards that, but just indifferent because I have Bitcoin. So I don't care. 
Yeah, it feels good having sats in cold storage. And I, this is why we Bitcoin, guys. It's like, if you don't like what's going on in the system, uh, hold some Bitcoin and just watch the parade and watch the circus play out in real time because you're protected by just saving in Bitcoin. It's super simple, guys. Anyways, before we get into today's news and then showing more receipts that the tide may be shifting in regards to the narrative around Bitcoin, we're going to see you guys in Nashville. We just got sick over in Vegas. Uh, totally worth it. But we're taking over Nashville. Bitcoin 2024, July 25th to 27th. Get your tickets today. I'm sure the prices are going to go up. But if you use the code simply, you can get a discount. These are the cheapest the tickets are going to get. You guys always complain about the price being too much. Of course, you guys always yell at us about, oh, you guys are telling us to go to conferences. No, stack sats first. Go to conferences and stack merch later. You don't have to go if you don't want to, but if you want to hang out with other people that are like you, if you are the lone Bitcoiner in your town and you are losing your mind because all the normies have lost their mind, come hang out with Bitcoiners. It's always a celebration. It's always a party. It's always a good time. And you may be hanging out with people that are going to be your friends for life. We are building a new world and it starts with your local community. It starts with building relationships. This is why you go to the conferences, guys. Anyways... Go to b.tc slash conference and get yourself a ticket. Let's get into the news today, guys, because uh, I think this is going to show that the narrative is shifting in real time. The Daily News. I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Foundation Devices. It's self-custody done right. They built a premium grade hardware wallet called Passport right here in the US. It's fully open source and verifiable. It's the most intuitive Bitcoin wallet designed with a UX reminiscent of a simple feature phone. So you will know how to navigate it and use it the moment you pick it up. Get your Bitcoin off exchanges and into your, into your own hands in just a few minutes. Experience the peace of mind that comes with taking ownership of your own keys. After a massive sellout during Bitcoin Miami 2023, the Passport is back in stock at foundationdevices.com. Bitcoin only, open source verifiable, completely air gap security model, gorgeous design craft, premium grade materials. If you're thinking about getting your Bitcoin off exchanges, this is the one for you. Check out the passport link in the show notes below to learn more. You know, Nico's so lucky he's been sick this week because uh, don't think about taking your Bitcoin off exchanges. You need to take your Bitcoin off exchanges. Uh, he's lucky he's sick because I've been yelling at him all week. We're, we're going to get a new ad for Foundation by the beginning of the year because don't think about it. You need to take your Bitcoin off the exchange. Scan the QR code. Wait, there. And get yourself a hardware wallet. Anyways, guys. All right, so... As I was saying, look, the theme of today's show is I like to plant the seeds usually about what's going on in the world. Is public consciousness changing around Bitcoin? Are, you know, on the one hand, as I've been saying, we have the politicians attacking Bitcoin, which really to me always shows that we are right. Anytime a government tries to ban Bitcoin, it just proves to me that what we're doing is correct. And I've been joking all year long that like Brad Sherman is my favorite politician because at least he's honest about what's going on and he's absolutely terrified of Bitcoin winning. And this is why you see them attack Bitcoin the way they do. Well, this week, you know, we saw Elizabeth Warren double down on her uh, banning of self-custody bill. Well, it's very interesting that on the one hand, we're seeing the politicians and central bankers, you know, the the even 
private bankers, the Jamie Dimons of the world, the Elizabeth Warrens of the world, the Chrissy Lagarde of the world, the Brad Shermans, you know, we're seeing them. It doesn't matter if they're in the US, if they're in the UK, we're seeing that they are actively afraid of Bitcoin. They're trying to do whatever they can to stop you from custodying your Bitcoin, which to me just shows that you should be custodying your Bitcoin. And then on the other hand, we have, you know, Gary Gensler changing his tune on a spot Bitcoin ETF. We're seeing all around the world that media is finally waking up at least a little bit to the idea that, wait, maybe uh, Bitcoin isn't so bad. Wait, maybe Bitcoin mining isn't boiling the oceans, even though we have Wall Street Journal on one hand saying that, oh, we're taking up too much water. We're boiling the oceans. Uh, Bitcoin is making a small city in Texas turn very foggy and hazy. And uh, we didn't we didn't manipulate this picture here. So we're seeing that the media on one hand is attacking Bitcoin. And then we have Financial Times. Remember what I call the Financial Times all year long. It's the Fiat Times. They're basically the vocal mouthpiece for the traditional financial world. And when something slips through the cracks, it should make you wonder what is going on because they don't just let things slip through the cracks. They're basically the official narrative going on. And the fact that this little article came through and and don't miss what the title of the uh, huge article is. Uh, it just goes to show that they are starting to wake up to the idea that, oh, wait, uh, maybe our ESG narratives aren't as profitable as we thought they would be. Maybe these things are failing. Remember, BlackRock literally stopped using ESG for their funds. Now everyone is kind of changing their tune because they're realizing it's not profitable. As the saying goes, you know, go woke, go broke. Well, finally, we're seeing that slowly but surely the narrative around Bitcoin mining is starting to change slightly positive again. A lot of the words here, they're using their framing, which I don't totally agree with. Uh, I think it's detrimental to what we're doing, but this is how those ideas get planted. Anyways, we have Daniel Batten here, and if you don't follow him on, on Twitter, he's been doing a great job, just proof of work on trying to change the narrative around Bitcoin mining being wasteful, about us boiling the oceans and ruining the, the, the ecosystem, ruining the environment. And he's very clearly throughout the year shown that the statistics, the data shows the complete opposite. Anyways, was this this morning? No, this was two days ago. All right, Daniel Batten wrote, I just about fell off my chair. And what is a significant shift? The Fiat Times, I mean the Financial Times, just published its first cautious Bitcoin ESG article. So let's look at the article. And you can see at the top, it says the COP28, the struggle to say fossil fuels out loud. So some big fossil fuel producers are now pushing for a phase out. Uh, then they're having a, a very hard conversation on this because, uh, look, it says right here, the discussion needs to happen on accelerating the speed of renewable energy and at the same time, decelerating fossil fuels. But they're realizing uh, that it's not profitable and they're actually hurting themselves. That's the TLDR of this whole top of the article. But midway through the article, like you can see, a lot of countries are talking a lot, but we need to focus on what the science says. Love that that is the segue going into the meat for today's conversation is midway point of this article you can see that they are embracing Bitcoin. And it goes, beyond COP28, a fresh look at Bitcoin's ESG credentials. So it goes, uh, it's a pretty short piece, so I'll read it in full for you guys. It goes, could BTC, BTC aka Bitcoin, be ESG? A recent rise in the price of Bitcoin is reviving a debate on whether the digital currency could be considered an ESG investment. I've been saying it all year, guys, and I this is me trolling. 
and uh, this is me using the framing. Bitcoin is ESG friendly. It always has been, but I just, I hate using it because I'm using their framing. So let's not use that, but it's becoming very obvious that this is true. Anyways, the recent growth is coming on the heels of a possible approval of a spot Bitcoin ETF as early as next month. Again, hmm, very interesting that now the narrative is changing once we might get a possible spot Bitcoin ETF. It's almost like the narratives are switching. It's going to be very interesting to see how quickly the narratives do shift and start embracing Bitcoin once uh, the nod from up high is like, yeah. It's crazy how BlackRock rules the world, huh? Oh, uh, it's interesting. Let's just say that. It's interesting. Okay, so Bitcoin has often been criticized for its heavy electricity use. Yearly electricity use from Bitcoin mining is 137.91 terawatt hours, or the equivalent of the power usage of Ukraine, according to estimates by Digiconomist. Again, the fact that they're quoting Digiconomist, we've we've destroyed him throughout the year. Uh, don't listen to anything he's saying if you're new to the channel. Digiconomist is not a trustworthy uh, statistician, to say the least. But um, I think this is the point where I say uh, unplug Ukraine because we should be taking all that electricity and putting it into Bitcoin mining. That's a joke, guys. That's a joke. It's probably an unsavory joke at this point. But uh, anyways, but investors such as Daniel Batten at CH4 Capital say there is potential for Bitcoin to be environmentally friendly or to push beneficial social outcomes. Bitcoin energy consumption is high and will continue to go up. This is for certain. However, it is a mistake to say this means it is anti-ESG. Bitcoin's large electricity usage could turn out to be a benefit in some cases, Batten argued, where it could soak up excess supply of energy generated via renewable sources such as solar or wind. A KPMG report looking at Bitcoin and ESG notes potential social benefits too. The cryptocurrency could allow previously unprofitable small electrical grids linked to local renewable energy to become financially viable in developing countries and in turn improve electricity access, it said. Of course, Prices of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies are volatile and pose significant regulatory risks. This was especially you know, you guys know the 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 PSAs. The this is not financial advice stuff. Anyways, uh, before I move on though. Um, I'm kind of going to take a page from Marty Bent's book here. I uh, as much as I think that Daniel's doing a great job. I think we are kind of doing ourselves a disservice by lending into their narrative of, oh, Bitcoin is ESG friendly and, you know, it's good for renewables. When I think what we really need to be doing, and he kind of hit on this for a second. He says, you know, Bitcoin energy consumption is high and will continue to go up. Like, this is for certain. And again, I, I don't think I... <laughs> <laughs> I, you guys are killing me in the chat right here. I don't think we should shy away from saying that Bitcoin's electricity is high. And this is a good thing. I, I've been saying all year, you know, these people want us back into the Stone Ages and not using electricity. When electricity use means the advancement of society, the more electricity we use, the better off we all are. So I don't think we should lean into these narratives of, oh, you know, Bitcoin is ESG friendly. We're, we're only going to use renewables. It's like, no, we're going to use the cheapest electricity, period, whatever the source is, because this is good for everyone. Uh, don't fall into the narrative that, oh, we, we shouldn't be using electricity. Like, I think that is bad framing. But anyways, that's besides my point. I wanted to highlight what Pre 
Fish said, because again, you know, when I say it, you probably just like, yeah, that's Opti, whatever. But when someone like Preston Fish or anyone that has a little more stature than what we do here, it points our picture or paints our pictures for us. Look, Preston Fish says it. I've been saying it all year. This is a major highlight. The Financial Times represents the legacy narrative. Again, the Fiat Times represents the legacy narrative. If they are writing pro-Bitcoin ESG material, it's because the decision makers on high have finally allowed it. I think we're about to see a lot of these shifting pro-Bitcoin narratives happening in the coming 12 months and not for crypto. And that's the point here, guys. As Sophie said, you know, it's very interesting when certain players get into Bitcoin, we're seeing the narrative start to shift in real time. Well, it just goes to show Hey, money rules the world. And once you get some of these suits to come in, one of the some of these adults coming in, then we're finally able to mature Bitcoin. And people are like, oh, wait, maybe Bitcoin is a good investment. It's not just a bunch of, uh, you know, Internet nerds or financial terrorists or uh, 80 IQ illiterate, whatever they call us. Guys, this next year, I've been saying it all year, at least from the very end of the year to now. I think 2024, going into 2025, we're seeing a perfect storm set up for Bitcoin. Not only are we seeing, you know, institutional capital open up to Bitcoin, not only are we going to see the FASB rules change, not only are we seeing that more and more countries are starting to embrace Bitcoin, we're seeing most likely more corporations set up or going to try to set up some, you know, micro strategy type balances. We're seeing the halving. We're going to see the price rise and then we're going to see mainstream media start to fully embrace Bitcoin. And for better or worse, guys, it's going to make number go up. So it's upon us as Bitcoiners to continue to spread the message that, you know, not your keys, not your Bitcoin. Do not trust the institutions to hold your Bitcoin. Take Bitcoin into custody. Make sure you're securing your Bitcoin. Make sure you're transacting safely. Make sure you're running a node. We need to ensure that a solid minority of people out there are doing the best Bitcoin practices so that the network does not get co-opted because we're seeing in real time that they are doing their best to try to control Bitcoin. It's not going to work, but they're trying. And the narrative is shifting in real time. And you just love to see it. This next year is going to be absolutely crazy. I'm sure we're going to have so much to talk about on the show because they're going to be talking about Bitcoin all day. It's, it's, it's the conversation moving forward. Anyways, well, I see you nodding along. What's your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Nika is not uh, with us today, but his uh, spirit lives on. It's not red versus blue. It's green versus orange, as he says. Uh, my biggest thought is um, I love the way you started off by calling it the Fiat Times instead of the Financial Times. Uh, like you say, memes really do, do rule the world and move the world. And uh, Fiat, uh, that's, I think, been the biggest successful meme out of, out of Bitcoin. Uh, I never heard the term Fiat or really thought of, you know, Fiat, thought of money as Fiat before Bitcoin. And I think that's just referring to money or currency as Fiat in the mainstream has been one of the biggest narrative shifts. Um, also, um, yeah, so fun to watch you cringe calling Bitcoin ESG. Uh, but yes, it's true. It's absolutely true to um, harness uh, energy anywhere in the world. That's my uh, Bitcoin fiction novel, Bitcoin Girl, Save the World. Uh, one of the big plot concepts is um, the Bitcoin Girl destiny. She goes to El Salvador to Bitcoin Beach to uh, mine Bitcoin through geothermal renewable energy. So just you know, harnessing the power of the volcano, that energy is right there, but using the, that uh, cheap electricity to 
mine Bitcoin to save the world. Love it. And and uh, to your point, Bitcoin will save the world. Love love to see it. Love to and see it. on Simply Bitcoin, of course. <laughs> Especially if it's up to girls. Well, yeah. spent, That's yeah. why we need Sophie. Get Nico out of here. We need Sophie. <laughs> More women in Bitcoin. Nico, you're fired. He's in bed. He's in bed sick. Like, what, what are they doing over there? Anyway, Sophie, what's, what's your thoughts? What's your thoughts going on here? You know, I agree with everything you said. The only thing I disagree with you on um, was the fact that, like, we don't want to look at this as an ESG score type of thing. We don't want to lean into that narrative. I completely disagree with you when it comes to, you know, if you've read the book Rules for Radicals, one of the things that they explain in that book is talking about using their language against them, using their logic against them. So if you can say, yes, Bitcoin is actually ESG and it forces people to adopt Bitcoin, I see that as a positive thing. Even if, you know, we don't like the whole idea of ESG, the reality is that people do use it as a metric. People love to use ESG scores as like this thing that that investors will like guide themselves by to put money in. Fine. If if that's the case, then so be it. Because the reality is that unlike the narrative of every other thing that has a supposed high ESG score, this is for real. This actually is like the first time in the world that energy can be harnessed, that wasted energy in the world can be stored and the value of that energy will go up. So if we need to use and co-opt their language to use it against them for the betterment of, of Bitcoin and for Bitcoin adoption, I say lean into it all the way. Hold on, hold on. Sophie really is uh, Nico's wife here, you know, definitely learned a thing or two from Nico. But yeah, you're, you're totally right. I just I it just it hurts me when I, know, I, when it I hurts talk me about too. energy. But here's the thing. I love that, energy. That I know. Me too. I love energy too. And I say, you know, use all of the energy possible because energy saves the world. Without energy and without fossil fuels, the advancement of the of the human race would not be possible. Yeah. However, if this is play the narrative, it play their game against them. They're playing it against us. They're playing it against us. Why don't we play the game against them? It's only leveling the playing field. So you know what? Go for it. Lean into it all the way. I don't care if that's what's going to make normies adopt Bitcoin. If that's what's going to make them comfortable with Bitcoin, then I say go for it. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. saying, let her cook. Hold on. Yeah, listen. <laughs> that's called motherfucking book. All right, jump in, Will. What's your thoughts? What's your well, thoughts? I was going to say, Opti, uh, you know, I know you're crashing at your parents' house. So if you're not whining to them to put up Christmas lights to use up as much energy as possible, then you're not <laughs> bullish on Bitcoin. So tell your parents, put up those Christmas lights for Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Well, they definitely have Christmas lights up, so they're winning. They're winning. They don't need me to tell them to do that. Anyways, guys, before we get into the culture, uh, and we, I think we have a lot of good stuff for you guys on the culture. This one's going to be a fun one. But first and foremost, guys, Check out our boys over at Kaboom Racks. They are the goats in this game. I, I had a great conversation with the, the CEOs in Vegas. They're absolutely awesome dudes. One of my good friends, Alex, he will literally tell you not to buy ASICs, even though it's his job to sell you ASICs. So if you're thinking about getting into Bitcoin mining, definitely reach out. 
They will sell you ASICs. They'll buy ASICs from you. You can host your ASICs with them. But I, I want you guys to talk with them because they will tell you what is going on. And again, so many people, they, they follow the same steps. You f- figure out about Bitcoin, you know, you go all in on Bitcoin and then you realize, wait, maybe I can make more money mining Bitcoin. And I just don't want you guys to hurt yourselves. So get in touch with them. If you are in a position to buy ASICs and you have cheap electricity, then by all means, get in touch with our boys at Kaboom Racks. They're doing great stuff. I think they might have some awesome announcements coming up. But for you guys out there, maybe you have no idea what the true economics of the mining sphere is. I want you to get in touch with Alex. He will tell you everything you need to know. They they basically give white glove service for free. So join them in their telegram, t.me slash kaboomracks, or you can reach out and chat from their websites. But go to kaboomracks.com to get all your ASICs needs. Anyways, guys, let's get into the culture because I think we're going to have some fun stuff. I I think Will might even troll me a little bit. We'll see what's going on. Let's make this happen. The Daily Culture. Brought to you by swanbitcoin.com. Swan is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. We love Swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging. What are you waiting for? Visit swanbitcoin.com today. All right, guys. So, well, this is the point where as you were as we were joking in the beginning of the shows where we let you do all your shilling okay but uh well you've written a few books a bitcoin author a friend of the show a friend of all of my projects apparently you you like the high level regardedness uh what are we doing here do you want me to start with the trailer let me know let me know how you want to handle this uh sure thanks opti sounds like uh, i just get to control you do whatever i want to, uh, today <laughs> I don't know how much of a privilege that really is, you know, who knows, um, but, but uh, any, you know, uh, is this what Weinekiss and Rope feel like every day on Kindergarten? Yes, you know, yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, first of all, uh, right off the bat, please, if you're on X, uh, follow me at RealBitcoinDog. Um, I've published uh, two books. The first one is called The Bitcoin Dog, Following the Scent to the Bitcoin C++ Source Code. Um, if you wanted, ever wanted to see the actual C++ code of Bitcoin. I've got it here in my book. This is uh, chapter three, uh, set number three, the 21 million Bitcoin limit. You can actually see where the code is for uh, how the halving is done. What's the actual code running on your node and uh, have a line by line explainer of uh, how it works. Really us plebs, we have the power. We run the nodes. Uh, It's because we choose to run that code that has a halving uh, once every 210,000 blocks that Bitcoin has its 21 million limit. My other book I published is called Bitcoin Girl Save the World, fiction novel. I know Sophie's excited about this, need, need uh, more promotion for girls in Bitcoin. Uh, it's a really fun, uh, action-packed book. Uh, maybe we'll read an excerpt later. Um, and I'm about to re-release it with a new, uh, a new cover uh, next month uh, to celebrate the one-year anniversary. The reason I'm here today, of course, is because I'm doing a giveaway. I'm giving away two copies, two right here. I've got two, two books of... Uh, Consensus Network, 21 Futures, Tales from the Time Chain. Um, So we'll be announcing uh, the winners shortly uh, from this giveaway. Um, And uh, uh, yeah, so um, it's the first ever Bitcoin fiction anthology uh, with 
21 short stories. And I'm very excited. You can go to Bitcoin book, sorry, book, yeah, bitcoinbook.shop uh, and use promo code Bitcoin dog for 10% off. Uh, let's show the t trailer. Let's let's promote 21 Futures. Let's do All it. All right, cool. Let, let's play this trailer. And uh, so if you, I don't know the second it happens, but see if you can scroll to uh, the one with the bright yellow dogs. That's the one that's my short story. Or, oh, that, never mind. That was in the video. But um, oh, 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 that's, that's okay. That might be too advanced to highlight over to, to which one was, was mine. So, you know. there, we go. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Let's go. <laughs> Who let the Bitcoin dogs out? <laughs> <laughs> So that's my short story. Okay, so are all they these chihuahuas? <laughs> They're so cute. Wait, wait, wait. Well, just just for uh, some clarification, all the different I'm guessing their AI pictures were different uh, stories in the Tales from the Time Chain, huh? Yeah. So so the so the images uh, each author had an artist to uh, sorry. Each author uh, had an opportunity to submit their own image uh, for the artwork for their chapter. So, uh, so it is the case that yes, this this image is AI generated of these uh, Bitcoin <laughs> dogs. However, a story as highly regarded as "Who Let the Bitcoin Dogs Out" could only be my imagination to come up with uh, an idea something like that. Our most uh, famous author that's included in the book is Knut Zvenholm. So. If you've ever heard of the book or the idea, everything divided by 21 million, Knut Zvenholm, he's, he's in this as well as um, there's a, a major macro trader called Alex Agurovich and uh, also Ioni Appleberg. Those are other uh, high profile people feature, featured in the book. Um, yeah, uh, here's the description uh, that's on the back cover. I'll read it out loud. Some highlights uh, as uh, uh, Opti showing. Political dissidents scrambled across the threshold to freedom. A decades-long hunt for keys incites a change in world order. A clearblood dares to question the oppression of the no-droids. A cryo-frozen oligarch wakes into his worst nightmare. A lowly space station miner buys a planet. In this book of diverse stories planted firmly in the Bitcoin-verse, reality fractures into 21 futures. Some are wonderful, others terrifying. Some have Bitcoin dogs. You are not prepared. <laughs> Damn. Oh man, I, love I, it. I need it just for the Bitcoin dogs. Yes, yes. Uh, and yeah, we, um, uh, Eric buys, um, very proud to have uh, orange pilled Eric. Uh, Eric is one of my uh, normie friends who now holds uh, Bitcoin in self custody. And uh, he's a prolific um, reviewer of regular fiction books. Uh, so I was able to get him uh, an advanced reviewer copy of 21 Futures Tales from the Time Chain. And so he has published on Bitcoin Magazine the first review of the first ever fiction anthology. And it really is uh, uh, fan. It's 
It's a surprisingly well in depth review. You read it, you're like, wow, did a Bitcoiner actually write this? I, I can't believe it. It's uh, um, so good. But yeah, so we have, uh, so Opti just had that displayed. Um, so I'll let people review that. <clears throat> uh, I think, um, let's see, next weekend, um, I guess we'll, we'll save the announcement of the uh, giveaway winners to the end. Uh, let's start off with uh, reading an, uh, me reading an excerpt from my short story. Uh, who let the Bitcoin dogs out? I think that would make sense as the next thing to do. Let's go. Is that is that what you sent me, or is yes. this as the PDF I sent you? Okay, okay. One second. Let me pull this up for you. It's okay. Um, yeah. So I am I am one of the authors, uh, one of the twenty one authors. Um, definitely, if you like fiction, um, I think you'll enjoy it. Okay. So um, so my short story is not quite a dystopia. It's a caper. So we've got an American secret agent from the CIA and a, a British uh, um, female secret agent from the MI MI6. And uh, the villain in the story is a Frenchman, a French aristocrat. His name is Macaroon, um, and uh, and it's a caper. So if you think if you think of uh, Catch Me If You Can, um, think of um, the uh, like Casino Royale where the uh, American guy uh, and uh, James Bond like you know team up just so something like that an adventure and I'll have fun doing a um, a British accent and a French accent which will go terrible but you know Opti says the fans love it and Sophie says that too so I'll, I'll have to do it um, but yeah they're teaming up because they need to save these uh, dogs that are being held hostage until this. Um, French Aristocat um, gets his Bitcoin ransom. So um, I'll go ahead and start reading. John and Lily spot Macaroon sitting alone at the white linen table closest to the dance floor. He's tapping his Louis Vuitton snakeskin shoes, checking his Chanel watch at the end of his silk gloves, and fluffing his floofy French Hermé beret. The red French ascot spilling out of his black and white blouse looks ridiculous. John lets out a big sigh, and Macaroon stands with open arms. Lily, John, welcome to France. Before John can flinch away, Macaroon kisses him on both cheeks. He lifts up Lily's hand for a kiss. Mademoiselle. John raises his hand. Waiter, I'll take a bourbon, neat, and make it a double. Slap. Hey, what was that for, Frenchie? John asks as he rubs his face. Macaroon puts the silk glove he used to slap John back on. Rude American, where are your manners? He pulls a hidden red detonator clipped in the folds of his ascot, a clear cover protecting the trigger. Don't drive me to prematurely push this button and blow up the boat carrying your English doggies. First, send me my Bitcoin. Then we can celebrate with drinks. In your dreams, Frenchie. John presses his finger to his ear. Uniform, Sierra, Alpha. Macaroon turns to Lily and scoffs. What is this rude American man doing, Lily? Annoyed, Lily answers. Check your Bitcoin UTXOs. N notice anything? Macaroon frantically queries his Bitcoin node from his cell phone and sighs with relief. Phew. No, I don't notice anything at all. All of my unspent Bitcoin is still under the control of my government's private key. And it'll stay that way too, John beats his chest. You mess with the US and you get the hash for us. 
We just prostrate <laughs> by turning on all of our miners, as many miners as the entire existing Bitcoin network. Now you'll have to wait twice as long for your French Bitcoin transactions to confirm. That is, unless you release the barge of dogs right now. Lily drops down to the table and buries her face in her palms to hide her embarrassment. As much as Lily would like to withdraw from the world at this time, the smell of delicious baked brie tickles her nose. Her ears perk up to the sound of dinner guests breaking baguettes, and her mind's eye sees the beautiful vineyard that she passed on the drive here. Her mouth waters. Someone get me a drink. The restaurant is at full capacity with every square table seated, either by romantic couples just barely able to see each other's faces from dancing candlelit flames or by tourists on a double date with their host. Nobody better think we're dating. I'll stop there. <laughs> Yo, okay. <this> Pixar, <laughs> where are you at? DreamWorks, where are you at? Oh, man. Well, well, that that was great. It, I, I think this is um, a great example of what we talk about constantly on the show of of how you know hijacking the culture and hijacking is probably a bit harsh, but like making sure that people understand that Bitcoiners are much more than just, you know, financial tech guys. And that like, there's a lot more going on in the Bitcoin space than just people looking at TA charts. It's like, there's a whole culture growing around Bitcoin artists, writers, musicians. And what's Nico always say, you know, culture's downstream from politics or what is the upstream from politics? I forget. No, but and, and it's also more than just people bitching on the internet too. Yeah. Like it's it's something positive. It's something that a lot of people can get behind. You know, I feel like lately everybody is being united by tragedy and being united by ugly things in this world. And so it's nice to have some silliness and to have some positivity and and something to uplift a community and that we could all get behind. That's what pop culture is all about. And I'm so happy and proud of Bitcoiners who are able to do this because we really are shifting the culture. And once people actually adopt Bitcoin, they'll have something to lean on and to look at and to um, take for entertainment. So and to pass on to their kids, too. Like, I would love to see this making being made into a cartoon for my child. You know, I would I would love this. It, it seems so funny and informative, actually, in the process. So. I love that. <laughs> Great, thank you. All right, all right. Let's uh, let's get into this now. Will, where's the drum roll for the winners of the giveaway? Let's see. Do I have it over here? I should have a drum roll. He has the meme music. <laughs> no, he just no, no, the no. air horn. I know you have that one. Oh, there we go. Oh. All right. Uh, so the first winner, uh, oh, I had Opti watch me uh, live do the um, uh, random. Yeah, yeah, I can confirm that he so. didn't just pick favorites, but actually, well, before you do that, read the tweet, uh, tell people exactly what you're doing again, and then we'll get to the giveaway winners. Sure, yeah, so I'm giving away two, count them, two copies of 21 Futures Tales from the Time Chain. Um, the rules of the giveaway contest were to repost and like the original post. So the original post had hashtag 21futures with uh, the video, the trailer video we just showed. 
Uh, I also asked everyone to be a pal and give me and the publisher of the book a follow uh, at Real Bitcoin Dog, as well as at Consensus Network. I would encourage you now to follow me in Consensus Network at this time for future calls for submissions. If we make a second volume of 21 Futures or more Bitcoin books, or if you enjoy my books. Uh, and then finally, the last thing was you had to drop your uh, favorite fiction book in the comments below, whether you did a quote tweet or just a comment. I figured it out to make sure that I knew um, what your favorite book was. Giving away two lives, Simply Bitcoin TV. They retweeted this post. Opti also retweeted the post. Hashtag giveaway, hashtag game. Let's see who won. Do I do it again? Do I do it? Well, all right, let me do it one more time. We'll do the drum roll one more time. All right. First winner was Vincent. So Vincent, congratulations. Um, your favorite fiction book you said was Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So I have that, have that for you here. So, uh, you know, thank you for, so much for following me, following Consensus Network. Uh, you better be following Simply Bitcoin TV. I didn't double check that, but you better be. <laughs> <laughs> better be. Yeah, better be. You know, I, you, I, I, before I give this to you, I'll make sure you follow. And, uh, and yeah, uh, congratulations on your copy of uh, 21 Futures. All right. Second winner is Juan Jose. Congratulations, Juan Jose. You are the second winner of 21 Futures Tales from the Time Chain. Your favorite fiction book was The Alchemist. Good choice. Good choice. And for anyone... <laughs> For anyone, horns. Yeah, for anyone who didn't uh, uh, win in the giveaway, you can still purchase the book on bitcoinbook.shop and use promo code BitcoinDog for 10% off. Um, it is still possible to get the book by Christmas if you order online. Oh, you have a higher and and it is available on Amazon, but you have a much higher chance. Yeah, Juan, are you? Is that you in the chat then saying uh, you you made it in to tune in live? So. Um, awesome. I'm, I'm glad you were able to make it to turn in, tune in live to claim your prize. So, um, very cool. All right. Well, so what, what do you want them to do for the winners? Like DM you, uh, how do they get in touch with you so that they can get these books? Sure. Yeah. Uh, send me a Twitter, uh, DM. My DMs are open. So, uh, I'll take and What's that. your Twitter again for those with goldfish IQs like myself? Uh, so it's not, so it's just real Bitcoin dog. So my actual name is Will Shelkoff. So I learned better given alias real Bitcoin dog. Not all the fake Bitcoin dogs, the real one, the realist, real Bitcoin dog. So, <laughs> yeah. Love it. Love it. Okay. Uh pull pull what up on the screen, so the the screen name. Oh, the screen name, yeah. Okay, one second, one second. Yeah, because you said it once and I was like, wait, what is it again? <laughs> So yeah, yeah really say it again. Say it again for the audio listeners, but there it is for you guys. Uh, real Bitcoin dog, R-E-A-L-B-I-T-C-O-I-N-D-O-G. To purchase 21 Futures Tales from the Time Chain, go to bitcoinbook.shop. Uh, so not .com, .shop, and use promo code BitcoinDog for 10% off. Let's go. Well, well, this was awesome. Glad to have oh, you. Oh, wait, we'll come on. You can't, you, you're not going to read the Bitcoin girl, save the world. No, no, no. I got, I got to get to the meme review, dude. I got, uh, they're going to yell at me if I okay, don't get okay, to the okay. meme review. I've already, okay. I've already gotten. I look later. I know you'll love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I may or may not have already read, uh, the first chapter of the Bitcoin girl or not. I don't know. You'll, you'll, you'll have to know if you know, anyways, guys, I will. Thank you so much for coming. Come back again. We can do this one more time. Uh, actually just keep coming on whenever you drop another book. Cause you're at three already. I'm sure they're going to keep coming. 
Let's go. Let's do it. Air horns. All right, guys. Let's get into the meme review because you guys have been losing your mind all week because we haven't done it every single day. But this show's been going like an hour and a half without the meme review, guys. So, like, look, we're already at an hour without a meme review. So, anyways, it's Friday. I told you we're going to do them on Friday. I'm going to definitely do the meme reviews for you guys on Friday. So, here we go. The Daily Meme Review. All right, boys and girls, girls and boys, this is the meme review. It was actually, we're going to have to change. Sophie, we're going to have to change the the thing. Uh, It's no longer the daily meme review. Maybe it's the weekly meme review. Anyways, anyways, this is the meme review where you tag me on Twitter at SimplyBitcoinTV. Tag your favorite memes, tag your favorite memers memes, tag your own memes. I don't care as long as they're solid memes, as long as they sum up what's going on on the interwebs, on Bitcoin Twitter, we bring them on the show. Also drop them in our telegram, t.me slash simplybitcointv. Tweets are the bullets, memes are the artillery. We are in an information war, boys and girls, and... For better or worse, most people have goldfish IQs like myself. And once you put them in pictures, once you can ridicule the corporate press, once you can make your friends laugh, they start to stick and they eventually only think in memes like myself. So continue to make the memes, continue to spread the signal, continue to be frontline soldiers in this information war. This is what's going on, guys. We win because we have truth on our side. And, you know, Sophie brought up rules for radicals. Well, one of the things that the rules for radicals say is ridicule is one of your strongest weapons. So, you know, continue to ridicule the corporate press. Continue to make some humor. Continue to get calls of actions in mimetic form because this is how we win. Anyways, this first meme. As you guys know, all week we've been covering the idea that Elizabeth Warren is actively attacking Bitcoin. Well, shouts out to Thomas Farrer on Twitter because he just goes, this is all the Bitcoin in the world, and this is what they're afraid of. And for you guys that don't know, this is all the seed phrase words. Bitcoin is literally just words. It is just a messaging protocol. And the fact that the powers that be are so terrified of us transacting either with words or with our money with our fine it just, it just blows my mind that this is where we they, are like, they'll never be able to get away with it it's an infringement of our first amendment rights and this is agreed. proof of it this is right like agreed. right here agreed yeah, you can it see reminds me, it reminds me of uh, when pgp privacy was up for a debate and someone just published like all of the code for it and then it was obvious it's just speech Exactly, guys. <laughs> Hold on. Meme review for death. <laughs> All right, guys. Bitcoin is simply words, guys. Uh, it is a First Amendment issue. They cannot outlaw words. They cannot outlaw you memorizing 12 to 24 words. This is all the Bitcoin that is ever created. It is just words, guys, and they cannot stop this. This is the beauty of Bitcoin. Anyways, next meme is by Samson's Mal, a.k.a. Excellion on Twitter. And he just goes, LFG, hashtag Bitcoin. And we have a picture of Elizabeth Warren, uh, very, very passionate at a speech. And it looks kind of like one of those Apple ads. 
Uh, you know, back in the day, it was like the genius, you know, the crazy ones. Well, we have Elizabeth Warren here, and it just says accelerate on top of her face. She is the greatest accelerationist. Let's not get in her way. She's ushering in the Bitcoin standard better than any of us could. Absolutely love to see the Elizabeth Warrens and the Brad Shermans of the world just come out so hard against Bitcoin because can't ban Bitcoin. You can only ban yourself from Bitcoin. And when a government attacks Bitcoin, it just shows and proves to myself and other people like myself that we are so right. And it, it just makes me feel giddy inside. I just feel warm when I when I see these people just get so afraid of Bitcoin. It's so beautiful. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to watch, guys. We're winning so hard that they are absolutely terrified. Anyways, the next one is by the meme goat himself, Pierre Rochard, aka at Bitcoin Pierre. And he goes, don't forget to ask for Elizabeth Warren's permission. And he's got a beam here and he goes, the myth of consensual with the Bitcoin logo. And, you know, we have a look. I think this is a couple. And it, there's like, you know, man, and it's an ASIC on his face and goes, I consent. And his wife or his partner uh, and another ASIC and goes, I consent. And then we have Elizabeth Warren here and she goes, I don't. And, uh, and it goes, isn't there somebody you forgot to ask? Oh, my goodness. Again, uh, why are we listening to the Elizabeth Warrens of the world telling us what we can do with our own money, with our own speech? The beauty of this is that if she doesn't consent, she doesn't have to participate and nobody will give a fuck. <sighs> so beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. It's so beautiful to see people opt into their own demise and then yell at us like we're the criminals here. It's like, ah, hey, you could join us. It's it's a lot easier. All right, next one. Uh, this one might not be so politically friendly, but you know, I'm not going to say names. Anyway, we got Selly here, and this is the classic Bart meme here. And you know, we got uh, Jay Powell and Jamie Dimon and Janet Yellen, and uh, they're doing the Bart meme. You know, where he's in class, and they all look back and they're like, "Say the thing, say the thing." And then uh, we got Pocahontas is here and it goes bitcoin is used by drug dealers and terrorists where is the lie they are the drug dealers they are the terrorists yo that one's too good okay all right last one is by the btc therapist and he goes never slept better hashtag btc and we got a picture here of a little girl just sleeping next to her jade and just knocked out cold and it goes how i sleep knowing elizabeth warren is trying to ban bitcoin Oh. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree. This is a heartwarming meme here because not only do most of us Bitcoiners not care, uh, it makes us feel better and we sleep even better knowing that these people want to stop Bitcoin. Uh, you know, what's that saying? Uh, when the people that are actively working against you call you the criminal, you know, when the criminals call you a criminal, you just know you're doing something right. So women, uh, women like to call this projection. Like when they're in a fight <laughs> with you, they'll be oh, like, you're projecting, okay. you're projecting. You're like, and that's, that's, yeah, that's what they're doing. They're projecting. Yeah. The projection is strong coming from, uh, I, I will be nice today. The unproductive class. And, um, it's just beautiful to see. I just absolutely love it guys moving forward. 2024 is going to be so absolutely epic because not only is the screeching on one hand going to continue, the price and everything else in Bitcoin, all the developing, all the building is going to continue. And we're going to be seeing two parallel worlds right now is those actively fighting freedom and those on the Bitcoin standard just starting to live our lives better. Anyways, drop your meme review score in the chat as we cover ours live. Uh, in the meantime, 
I, I think I need you guys to start because I, I completely forgot to get myself a meme review score. So I'm uh, ready. Well, all right, Sophie, you start. Are you gonna do the music? Oh wait, yeah, one. No, no, the music. The music for the meme review score. Oh, okay, the, okay, okay, chat, okay, okay, okay. So I give these meme review. There, my review score. Whatever. Sorry, I can't speak English today. Um, is the EO organic deodorant? Um, it's in calming French lavender. I love it because <laughs> it doesn't have aluminum, so therefore it won't like give you cancer or whatever those other deodorants do. And you just spray it. You just spray it on. It smells really good and uh, it's pretty affordable. So that's my score. Okay. Okay. Aluminum free deodorant can condone. All right. Well, you pop in. What's your meme review score? Uh, well, I like uh, how Wicked uh, commented on the seed seed phrase meme uh, one with uh, by this, then the same thing is a zero or one. So I can't tell if you got a 10 because it's one zero or if you got a two because it's one zero. So um, take that, take that for what you will. Okay. Super meta score. Love it. Love it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give, I'm, I'm just going to give this my, my mom's coffee cup. Uh, you know, it's got, what's it? Daisies and butterflies on it. How many it's, cups of coffee today, Opti? Uh, well, I don't know if you guys can see, can you see how big, let me, let me, all right. So this is like, I don't know. It's like, it's almost as big as my face. Like yeah. it's a, it's a pretty big coffee cup. I think this is like an oversized coffee cup. That's like two in one. So I've had two of these, which I think equals out to like four. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's been, it's been a good, good enough. It's been enough coffee. Let's not talk about Your my Your ADIQ problems. is showing. Yes, that's four. <laughs> yes, that's four. I don't know. Good how, job. Good job. Uh, is it a venti? Is it a grande? What is it? I don't know if this is two. I don't know how big this is, but it feels like a mega size coffee cup. So it's definitely a double. It's a double. I'm at, I'm at my normal coffee intake. Okay. As you can tell, I was sick all week. I am finally feeling better. I, I finally drank more enough out coffee. of you, Opti. I'm I'm disappointed. What more do you want from me? No, I thought you I were do? gonna be. I thought you were gonna be like ten cups of coffee in because no, you no, were no. sick. I, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I I I could only drink one cup the other day, and I I've learned I can't drink more than four cups because then I like literally. Yeah, I, I, I start sweating and freaking out on the camera. You guys see me do it all the time. You all right, anyways. Your clothes again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyways, guys, I see some scores drop, but look, hold on. Let me pull Will out for a moment. Sophie and I are wearing the merch. It is hoodie season. Get yourself a bright orange hoodie. Simply Bitcoin theme. We do have some shirts left on our website. Actually, so we're running low on shirts, so maybe we're low on certain sizes. I think we're out of mediums. Uh, yeah, we're out of mediums. I'll tell you right now. I'm, no, no, I'm, you don't have to go. Just if big boys and girls, there's shirts for you. We're going guys, to get some new stuff. You got to get pajama shirts. These are so comfortable. Actually, the hoodies are super comfortable. I sleep in them all the time. And even though I live in Miami and it's hot, I wear them everywhere. When I'm doing the street interviews, I barely sweat in them. So like they're really comfortable no matter what the weather is. 
And, you know, if you live in a hot place everywhere you go inside, the air conditioning is just like blasting. So you definitely want to get yourself one of these hoodies. Also, you're easily spottable. Um, if you go skiing, if you do any winter sports, you want to yeah. wear this safety Wait. first. Wait. Simply Bitcoin, we believe in safety first. Yeah, OPSEC be damned. Uh, wear a very bright orange hoodie. For for the culture, okay, all right, all right, guys, let's uh, let's get to some of these memes, reviews, scores. All right, first one, shouts out to Lane. She goes, score twenty twenty four officially the year of Bitcoin. Yes, couldn't agree more. Psycho 05 meme score one incredibly dehydrated meme boy thirsty for memes. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, Phil C, I give these memes a honey badger that don't give a FK about Senator Warren. Let's see, let's see. Meme score by Justin Boyvin. Meme score sats and caffeine for the win. Yes, this is the way, guys. This is the way. Jason Moore, I give the memes. It's not a coffee cup, it's a mug, sir. Okay, see, <laughs> a mug, a coffee mug. Okay, Sail Dog 18, uh, 1600 milligrams of caffeine, sure. I, I, yes. That's a lot. Yo, Is it? That's yes. Like, that's like heart attack level for perspective. As a as a pregnant woman, I'm only allowed to have 180 milligrams. What's that? Like one cup of coffee? Yeah. All right, so I'm at like half that. I'm like at 800 a day. <laughs> all right, Phil D's. I give the memes one blunt. Okay, mm. all right. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Score meme incoming. Uh, wait, no, that's not a meme score. Mmm, Derek Aronall. Mmm, orange hoodie and wait, that's some nice EO. Okay, okay. Please uh, sponsor us. Psycho 05, wait. Wait, they're, they're not showing up? Did they show up? I see them. I saw them too. I don't know. Oh, maybe they're not showing up. Yeah, I don't know. All right, let's see. Meme score on Rumble by Narwhal. Meme score, a signed copy of my first collection of Bitcoin. Wait, erotic fanfic? Yeah, I don't think I'm supposed to say that. Uh, all right, all right, all right. We're not, we're not out of scores. <laughs> Wait, we they're hit the right. It was, they were not showing up. Oh, wow. Restreams really, really doesn't want the meme review to happen. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hey, hey, that wasn't my issue. Will can confirm we were popping them up. So I don't know what's going on with Restream. Yeah, we've I had, saw them on our side. Yeah, we've had we've we've had some issues with Restream all year long, uh, but hopefully we can figure this out. All right, guys. Anyways, we appreciate you. Have a good weekend. Of course, share all Bitcoin content, not just simply Bitcoin. Like, share, subscribe. But on that note, Will, thanks for coming on, bro. Where can people find you? What What are you holding up there? I'm just over. What do I? I'm like the guy with all the fruits or bananas. What do I do with all these Bitcoin books? So um, my website is realbitcoindog.com. You can follow me on X at realbitcoindog. Um and uh, yeah, thank, thank you for having me on. I'll be re-releasing Bitcoin Girl Anniversary Edition um, next month with a new cover. Uh, I'm also writing an article for Stack Chain Magazine for the next having issue. Um, yeah, I'll just stop there. Love it, bro. Well, thanks for coming on, Will. That was a fun show. 
Um, that, awesome, man. Just keep uh, keep killing it. Actually, I have one question before we roll out. Uh, do people treat you differently after being an author? Oh yeah, less respect. I get less, less, less respect. Much much less uh, much less respect. Uh, highly no. highly regarded author. <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. like being an author like gives you like a sense of legitimacy in in like a uh, normal world. Like, yeah, I'm an author. I I, I I've published some books, but yeah, maybe I'll, I'm wrong. I'll say that I get a lot more respect from other fellow authors who have published books because it the meme is true. It's way more work than you think it'll be uh, <laughs> for sure. So. <laughs> Love it, Will. Well, thanks for coming on, bro. Um, happy to call you a friend. I hope to see you soon. And uh, if if you need if you need a voice for the the official audio book, you already know. I need it. To call. I'm looking for a really nasally voice. So if you could just get the Vegas virus again and just do hello, another... guys. Yeah, that'll that'll be that'll be perfect. So yeah. Oh let's, man. Let's go. My voice let's my voice is pretty naturally nasally as well. So you know I'm in. Yeah. So if you gotta read the first chapter of Bitcoin Girl, we'll see if you want to voice it or not want to voice it after reading it. We'll find out. Oh God, <laughs> I'm scared right, well, now. Now that you said that, I don't know. I appreciate it. Uh, hang out behind the scenes as I roll this one out, Soph. Thanks for filling in. Uh, I guess at this point, go get Nico some soup. Maybe no, some... it's, it's waiting for him on the stove. I'm either giving him soup or taking him to urgent care. We shall see. <laughs> well, hopefully he's back by Monday. Uh, it took me like three days to kind of fully get over it. So he, I think he should be back on Monday, but we'll see. We'll see. Thanks for filling in on short notice. Uh, I'm sure we have some shorts popping off on, on the timeline for YouTube. So go check them out, guys. Appreciate for all sure. you. Bye, guys. See you next uh, time. Let's go. All right, guys. Well, thank you. You already know the deal. This is Simply Bitcoin. Culture, memes, news. We got it all. We bring on Bitcoiners from every walks of life. Uh, if you want to come on the show, DM us on Twitter, or I think you can get in touch with Simply or booking at simplybitcoin.com. We want to hear your story. We want to spread the Bitcoin signal. If you, ha if you have a good angle on talking about Bitcoin, we want to hear you. We want to bring you guys on. This is about getting the Bitcoin message to everyone in every single way. Anyways, have a good weekend, guys. You know, we're almost at the end of the year. It is the, it's the holidays. Make sure you're getting outside, eating some good food, hanging out with your friends and family. This is the time of the year. Just know setting up for a good 2024 if you are on the sidelines for whatever reason you need to be stacking some bitcoin you need to save in bitcoin or else it is bitcoin or slavery we are fully convinced of this and the powers that be just constantly make us know that we are right they can't ban bitcoin they can only ban themselves from bitcoin so don't shoot yourself in the foot start saving in bitcoin today on that note guys we love you we appreciate you guys like share subscribe all that good stuff and we'll see you on monday peace out